fans, welcome to Throwing Rotation. And let me say, we've got some good news for you. While it seems like the league is particularly quiet right now, the NFL is just around the corner. The season's only two months away, so let's get into it. Let's continue with the second half of our win total prediction series. It's the turn of the NFC. Before we get into it, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Ashley Cadell, Reese Davidson. Uh, guys, I feel like maybe we've taken a step back from the NFL in the last month or so. News has slowed down. Obviously, talk me through what has taken up your interest um, and are you ready to get into the 2023 NFL season? Ash? Yeah, as you're, right, as you're rightly in saying, it's been a little bit of a lull in the NFL season, but you know, I think we're ready to jump back on uh, and start getting into it. You know, uh, all the teams are now starting to shape up. Things are settling down. Perhaps a little bit more insight into how the rosters are going to be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see where we're going to go with it. Um, we're gonna. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a few uh, episodes come out over the pre- preseason. I'm sure there'll be plenty of news to discuss when we start seeing the teams back on the field for those uh, preseason games. Um, so yeah, and obviously if you're new around here and you're listening, please give us a rating. Um, on any of your apps, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us a little rating. We'd love five stars, of course, but rate it wherever you like. So, Reese, give us a detailed explanation of what you've got been up to the last couple of months and tell us how excited you are for the Buffalo Bills and the NFL returning. Well, I've been doing absolutely nothing, my friend, but I cannot wait for the season, uh, the season to start, NFL to return, more podcasts, and hopefully a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl winning season. But I, I do, I, I said that last year and the year before, so time will tell on hey, that one. it's your time. Can't wait to get back into it. Yeah, so let us get into it then right now. As I said, this is the second half of our win total prediction series. We did the AFC a few weeks ago now. I think it was. Now it's the NFC, basically. So all the bookmakers just... Uh, they give a little line of, of how many wins they think the, the team will get in the season. Then it's up to the better to bet over or under. We're just going to give our predictions of whether each NFL team will go over or under their um, their line given out by the bookies. We'll start with the NFC North. Chicago Bears are the first team in my spreadsheet. So what do we expect to see out of the Bears in 2023, Ash? Any improvements? What's their ceiling? The win total, I should say, is 7.5. Where do you see that? Yeah, I think I think the Bears are fully in rebuild mode. Um, obviously, we saw that giving away that uh, first overall, we knew uh, that that would be predominantly going on a QB. So I think they've done some smart business there, uh, trading down, accumulating some more draft picks, and then taking uh, Darnell Wright at tenth overall tackle, trying to give Justin Fields a bit more protection. Now I think we are definitely going to see an improvement, but I still think the ceiling is quite low. I think we might start to see a few more wins, but seven and a half I'm not too sure on you know I think Justin Fields took some um, big strides last year I think he, he certainly improved as a passer and obviously superb in the rush game throughout last three out of five seasons I've had eight plus wins but obviously I, I'm not so certain they've perhaps done enough I think they've added some nice weapons such as bringing in DJ Moore to help Justin Fields out mm. But potentially a little bit too far for getting um, eight wins I think are you under then? Yeah, I'm going under. Hmm, interesting, Reese. What are your thoughts? 
I agree with Ash that they're still in a bit of a rebuild, but I like what we've seen from Fields last season in the Rush game. And I think adding DJ Moore and even Claypool is going to be a big help for Justin Fields to show what he can do in the past game. And I think we'll see a full breakout season from him. And I think we will see them make the win toll. I'm going to go for around the eight wins. Ooh. Okay, so over? You're going over? Over. I'm going to match you with it over there, I think. Justin Fields, obviously, all the attention was on his rushing abilities last year, and it was insane. He had so many just off-the-charts incredible rushes, um, highlight reel sort of plays. Um, but the attention was on on his passing, obviously. He was such a good deep ball thrower in college. Um, but that hasn't really translated so far into the NFL, especially not consistently. But that O-line's not been great. The weapons haven't been great. Um, he had a 4.4 turnover, turnover-worthy play percentage last year, one of, the, uh, one of the highest in the league. He's hoping that will improve, obviously, with another year, with a, another load of practice. And... Um, you know, yeah, they made some interesting, interesting off-season moves. Obviously, they traded away linebackers uh, before the trade deadline last year, and then kind of reinvested there again uh, in the off-season. So it's, it's sort of interesting. We'll see how they're able to build that team. But I think over just on the just on the strength of Justin Fields growing as a passer, growing as a rusher, even um, and just having a better cast around him. So we've got two overs and an under for the Chicago Bears. There, we'll move on to the Detroit Lions. Obviously, they're on hard knocks at the beginning of last year. They were everyone's sort of darling team throughout the 2022 season. Saw some, saw the, the rise of some lesser-known players, some new superstars created in Jared Goff. Um, looking like the one of the best versions of Jared Goff we've seen. Quite a high win total, though, 9.5. This um, That'll be the highest win total that the Lions have had in a good while, I would guess. What are your thoughts on that, Ash? You're shaking your head quite vigorously. Well, you know, we all know about my uh, opinions and thoughts on Jared Goff. Albeit, he did have an impressive year last season. But I I just think, I think you're always going to be limited in what you can do with Jared Goff. And, you know, I think only really there was some success at the Rams with him there. It's just purely because of how good Sean McVay is as as a coach. Um, I think there's always going to be a limit to what he can do. it was interesting, though. I mean, they had the uh, fifth most points on offense last year, so it clearly um, did well. Um, they're such an entertaining team because obviously they gave up the third most points on average last year. So it's mm. high scoring games. Probably going to see a similar situation again um, um, this season, upcoming. Um, and obviously they've added uh, the elite running back in Jameer Gibbs. Um, that's, so that's going to be huge. I think that should, you know, diversify um, that offense a bit more. Um, and I think a lot of it will probably put go through Gibbs. But again, I just think they are limited by Goff. And obviously they drafted um, Hendon Hooker in the third round, 68th overall. Maybe we might see him come into play. Yeah, he's been pressed in camp so far. Jamison Williams is going to miss the first six games of the season due to a gambling suspension. Jamal Williams scored. Um, well, he was a touchdown leader last year, wasn't he? He's out the door as well. This offense, I don't think they're going to be able to recreate the, the sort of levels that they got to last year. It kind of feels like they do let playmakers, maybe Jameer Gibbs uh, will will go some way to addressing that sort of thing. But I don't know um, I don't know if I trust this coaching staff to, to coach up that defense to a level where I, I'm expecting them to be a 10-win team. So I'm going under here. What about you, Reese D? 
I agree with you there. I'm going to go under. I think we've seen a great improvement from them last season, but as you both touched on, Jared Goff's a bit of a limitation and there could be some teething problems with Fuku coming in, even though he has impressed so far. So, for that reason, I'm going to join you both on the under. Beautiful three unders for the Detroit Lions there. It did seem like a bit of a high line to me. Lions at 9.5 and the Packers at 7.5. That's kind of shocking to see, but it makes a lot of sense. Green Bay mm. Packers in their post-Aaron Rodgers world. Their first time uh, without Rodgers as a starter since 2007. Matt LaFleur into the NFL season with uh, without his prediction now. So we're going we're gonna to get a real test of his metal. Like I say, the win title is 7.5. Reese, where does that where does that sit for you? I think it'll be interesting to see because they obviously struggled last year even with A-Rod. They've lost a few pieces, maybe not big pieces, based on the performance of them last season. But I think for a quarterback that spent so much time learning off A-Rod, this big hype, they picked him a long time ago when A-Rod was in his prime. So I think we'll see big things from Jordan Love. And I, I, I think they'll... I think they'll be just under on seven wins. Hmm. Ash, you over on? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going under as well, to be fair. I, I think it will be close. Um, as Bree said, sort of looking around that seven mark, you know, it is the Green Bay Packers. It is Matt LaFleur. You, they're always, I don't think they're ever going to be a team that's really going to be that bad. But obviously, it is massive without Rodgers. It's the first time uh, without Rodgers as a starter since 2007. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy times really for Green Bay it's just a lot of uncertainty you know obviously as we've just alluded to with Jordan Love is is he now ready to step up um, it remains to be seen I think he's shown some flashes in, in the limited clips that um uh, and plays that he has had but you know you never really know until you start becoming a regular starter again you know they don't they just don't don't have enough weapons there's just nothing there that excites you you'd think perhaps they'd go out and get a wide receiver or an elite playmaker again in the draft, but yet again, uh, they decided not to. Um, obviously, I think it's a, a downgraded quarterback, especially for Love's first season as a starter. So, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to be getting the over seven and a half wins. We've talked about it before on this show, but uh, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers had a strained relationship, to say the least. Uh, and I think it was always a bit worse than, than how they tried to portray it um outwardly as as a pair um and i feel like matt LaFleur, i feel like they both hate each other there i feel like there's a clash of egos and they both wanted to to be the main guy there lafleur has got what he wanted and i feel like he's he's not done all he could have done to keep rogers he's definitely not like made him feel welcome or treated him like the like the hall of fame that he's gonna be um but and i don't rate lafleur for that as much as you, you we've chat shit about aaron Rodgers on on this show before he's and absolutely just won two MVPs and all that stuff. You should be doing everything you can to make him feel like Aaron Rodgers and to retire a Packer. So I don't really rate that from the floor. I don't really, I think he's going to flop as a coach this year. Mm. Under seven and a half for me. Just purely for the, for the reason you said, I don't think they're, I don't think they're rostered too talented. And um, yeah, I just don't rate the floor as a head coach, but we'll wrap up the NFC North with the Minnesota Vikings. Their win total is eight and a half. Uh, which would be quite a dip. They won 13 games last year. I think it was like nine one-possession one wins that they had. Um, 
think they broke the record for it. It was quite remarkable, really. And then they get um they get stuffed by the Giants in the first round of the playoffs, and maybe quite predictably, <laughs> uh, had one of the worst NFL's worst pass rushes last year. They lost to Darius Smith, uh, but Brian Flores is their new defensive coordinator. That's a really nice pickup for them. They should blitz more, um, and who uh, they just lost uh, Delvin Cook, haven't they? Just let him go. What are our thoughts on the Vikings prospects? It kind of seems like the same as same as always with Kirk Cousins as a QB. Am I right, Reese? Yeah, I think well, the way we spoke about the rest of uh, the teams in the NFC North, I think the, the Vikings stand out as the best team with a mo- the most experienced quarterback and pieces like Justin Jefferson so, and uh, TJ Hawkinson. So... I think I think we'll see them be by far and away the best team in that division, and I, they'll they'll be well over eight, eight and a half, in my opinion. Ash, yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I'm well, like the Vikings have got a lower win total than the Lions, and mm. for me, that's quite shocking. I think for me, there's a misalignment there, and all, all right, they they've just lost Alvin Cook, but he wasn't really. The be all and end all on that offense last year. He had injury issues, and you know you've got somebody like Madison there who's round ready to come in. And yeah, it was eight and a half before they lost Cook. Like so, that didn't oh, change it. Did, yeah, that's where we go. I mean, it's it, that's for me. It's so strange when you when you're winning th- uh, thirteen games last season. Like okay, we all know that Kirk Cousins is a bottle job in the playoffs, but in the regular season they do they they they, they have been shining and. You know, especially how well that that offense worked last season. Um, you know, I don't know. I just think for me, I think yeah, they're definitely going to get it. Um, yeah, there, there's just no way that they're they're not. And I'm really surprised um, that the Lions are above. I think obviously they're they're expecting the Lions to keep building, but to then for the Vikings to be that low, I think you know it, it surprises me. I think Madison will. We'll have a good have a good year. They've just added um, was it Jordan Jordan Addison in the draft, I believe. Yeah. Um. So going that with uh Justin Jefferson, um, you know that's given mm. plenty of weapons for Cousins to use. Um, they've also added in Byron Murphy from the Cardinals. Obviously, a Cardinals fan myself. I know he's a talented corner, and he'll improve that poor secondary from last year. Um. Mm. So yeah, we'll have to see. But for me, uh, they're they're definitely going to get get above that eight and a half win total. Yeah, there are um, some dodgy defences in that NFC North that they'll definitely be up on with Jefferson and Co. And like you say, with the Lions having the higher line, you you trust the offence to, to repeat more than you do the Lions. You trust Kirk Cousins more than you trust Jared Goff, surely. Um, and the both of them had poor defences, but maybe the um, the Lions was worse. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one for me and you can't repeat all those close close victories that they had obviously there's an element of fortune there but eight and a half seems a bit low for them and uh i think yeah i think their ceiling is is uh, their floor sorry is seven eight wins and i i think most of the time they are getting over that so that's three overs for the vikings move it on to the nfc east now dallas cowboys america's team everyone's kind of feeling the cowboys again this year that's what i'm kind of feeling like the win total's only nine and a half though but i'm seeing everyone telling you to bang the over Reese, what are you feeling a bit of Cowboys love this year? Nah, I'm not too hot on the Cowboys still. I'm still not convinced by Dak, to be honest, and his injury problems. And as you say, 
defensively they were poor against the rush and they've also just lost Zeke from the rushing game so it'll be interesting to see what happens there although I'm not hot on them I'd probably I'm gonna back them to to get the the wins though and and get 10 compared to direct just going off the commanders and the giants being in the division as i don't think the the giants will ever appear last season yeah someone's got to win some games in the nfc they were really poor against the run last year and interestingly they um they got rid of kellen moore the who's gone to the Chargers offensive coordinator really sought after really um well respected offensive coordinator mike mccarthy's basically said uh, um He's not caring about the passing statistics. He wants to run more because that's better for the team and creating the balance and time of possession and stuff like that. So I, I think there's quite a good chance that could backfire on them, Ash. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the main thing really is um, keeping uh, Dak fit. You know, we've seen he has had some issues uh, getting injured. He started only 12 games last year. Obviously, if they can keep him, I think they will be. I think it's an interesting division, though. I mean, I remember not too long ago, the NFC East was, you know, dumpster fire. But mm. now you've got the Eagles, who, who uh, obviously we know how good they are. Um, for me, I think the Giants will, will obviously will move on to them, but I think the Giants will do well again next year. So they are, I think there's quite a tough division. Obviously, Commanders always, I think they're, they're, they can be steady. They're never really too bad. And I think, you know, we know they have the ability on their roster, but for me, I, I don't know that. I think the the main main thing as well, again, obviously, to start, next to keeping Dak fit will be that defense. Um, Dan Quinn, um, elite um, running that D, only gave up the fifth least points last year. Um, they'll have the strong D um, once again um, to get that win total. I think they just up there. I'm going joining Reese, and I'm going to say they'll just about do it. Yeah, I say it was strong D, but they were poor against the run. That's why they added Marzi Smith in the um, mm. the first round. Bit of a surprise first round pick. I do believe uh, that that'll go a big part to how just how far they can get if the regular season goes to plan for them. Because obviously the 49ers and the Eagles are the the top dogs in the in the conference right now me they love to rush both of those teams um so to get over overcome them they'll have to overcome that deficiency i was gonna go over i think but yeah i'm just gonna i trust cd lamb i do trust Dak, and it's, it is a bit of a weak nfc so i'll i'll make it a third over is that three overs that's three yeah. overs isn't it three overs yeah okay beautiful stuff let's go on to the nfc east rivals new york giants they had a surprising year again another team that won a lot of one possession game as their win total this year is eight point five. Ash, you said you like um, you said you think they're going to do well again this year. Yeah, Back that up. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you've got to trust Brian Dable. I think obviously how well he was doing with the Bills, and now obviously his first year as head coach, how he did so well, and the fact that they had like the second these giveaways just um, last year seems to me like they're they're well drilled, like they know what they're doing. It's not let necessarily based on luck. They're they're sort of got their head screwed on i think we did mention before they've, uh, they've got a tough start and their schedule um isn't the best um but i just i believe in, yeah. in the ability of dable i think danny dimes is going to continue you know i think he's we all know how good he is in the russian game which was used effectively by dable last year 
I think he improved in that in the passing game. So I, for me, I just I just trust Dayball enough for them to continue in the progression. Reese, obviously Buffalo Bill fa- Bills fan, you're a big fan of Dayball. I know Are you kind of agreeing with Ash's sentiments there. Uh, well, I'm a, I am a big fan of Dayball, and I was really happy and behind him with everything the Giants achieved last year. But I think the media could have a big part to play here because the Giants are going to be expected to throw some big things, continue, move on from what they done last season. And I think they played great when they were in the limelight and they were getting the positive media attention. But I think they'll really struggle when they're expected to be a winning team. What like Danny Dimes has just been paid. He's got the pressure on him now. I think he's been paid a bit too much, a bit too early, personally. Mm. I think there's a lot of outside. They're, they're very under the scope, and I think it might affect them negatively. So I'm going to go under for the Giants, and I think we might see them fall back a bit. But all love to ball still. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the main factors behind a lot of their wins last year were things that you can't necessarily rely on to repeat. Um, they were good at protecting the ball, and, and maybe that is his great coach, and that will continue. Um, and, and the one score with like getting tighter at the end of the games and kind of clutching up, maybe that will be a trend, but I don't think so. It's not a very talented roster, and I, I think maybe it was a they're on the fortunate side of things. So I'm going to go with the under there. We'll move it on to the Eagles Super Bowl defeat for them last year. Could have been so different. Could have been Super Bowl champions. Their win totals ten point five. Not the highest in the league. Not the highest in the NFC. Even they got a tougher schedule this year. They got a weight of expectation on them. How heavy will that weigh, Ash? And do you think they'll get to ten and a half? Um, um, you know what? I'm gonna go that they're not. I think they're gonna. I'm gonna go under on the ten and a half. Ooh. You know, um, so controversial. <laughs> You know, they did have a good draft, to be fair. Um, I, I think everyone was sort of raving how, how well they did. And an insight, you know, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, you know, already adding to such a strong defense, which uh, allowed the least passing yards in, in the NFL. But the main one for me is the fact that they've lost uh, Jonathan Gannon and yeah. Shane Steichen. Yeah. You know, they're clearly yeah. going to be two key pieces on how they operate. So, you know, who knows what Eagles team we're going to see next year. It could be completely different, you know. Um, I just think when you're having that many stuck changes to your coaching staff, I think there's always going to be some issues, at least at the, especially at the start, you know. And they've only had 11-plus um, wins in, like, one out of their last five seasons. Um, so, for me, I'm going to say they're going under 10.5 wins. Mm. It'll be close, maybe ten, maybe ten. I think they'll still be a good team, but yeah, not as good as they were last year. Pretty shocking, Reese. Do you agree? No, I'm gonna go over for the Eagles. I think the Super Bowl defeat will drive Jalen Hurts on, um, and other leaders in the team like Jason Kelsey must be horrible losing a Super Bowl to your brother. So I think that will <laughs> spur him on. Um, yeah, I'm quite hot on the Eagles again this year. I think they've they've not lost too much in terms of nah. players, and I think they've made some improvements in places as well. So I think easily, easily over ten and a half. Yeah, I think you've got two really good culture setters there in head coach Nick Sirianni 
and your starting quarterback Jalen Hurts, and I, I think they are going to be able to survive uh, through the losses of their their main coordinators. There will be tough, like you said, and maybe it'll look slightly different. But they've got a really you know strong culture there, strong Russian identity, um, and and I just trust Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Fantastic mentality to be able to get through that. I'll go with over as well. We'll finish off the East with the Washington Commanders. Look like they've got a really, really good roster to me, actually. Just yet again, for another year, no quarterback. Their win total is six and a half, Reese. How do you see their season going? I think it's going to stink, man. I think the whole organization <laughs> stinks. Um, I can't see them getting six, anywhere near six and a half with the quarterback situation they got going on there. I think they they don't have a good D, but they have nothing. They have nothing to put points on the board. So, yeah, they stink. They're not making six and a half under. Yeah, Ron Rivera's in trouble here, isn't he? Really, yet another year without a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like. Um... Don't don't be sh- don't be chatting shit about Sam Howell yet, boy. He's the starter. Oh, okay. He's gonna be. He's gonna clutch up. He's gonna clutch up. I'm telling you. I mean, I probably am just saying that because I traded for him in a fantasy league. But either way, um, <laughs> I think, you know, you look at the weapons they got. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, yeah, boy. Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, they got some nice pieces there. Um, solid, solid running back room with uh, Gibson and Brian Robinson. Um, for me, I, I just, I think they're always going to be fairly solid, as I was sort of alluded to earlier. Maybe uh, it is a tough division, Um in my opinion, maybe not get um, seven wins to get over the six and a half, but I don't think they'll be as stinky as perhaps you're saying. I think Sam Sam Howell has good potential, um, and I think with those weapons, they could definitely grow. And they clearly like him because they could have drafted a QB in the draft, and they didn't. So, you know, they're going to put some some trust in Howell, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can't really figure out if it's because they, they do like what they see in Howell or if it's because they don't mind a shit season getting the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes and then um, sack Ron Rivera and put Eric Bieniemy in his place. Eric Bieniemy is obviously now their offensive coordinator, so that should have oh, yeah. a little boost to their offense. And there's 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 an O-line there, there's, there's weapons there. Um, and I don't really have an opinion on Sam Howell. I can't really remember watching him at all last year. I must have. Um, but it's escaped my brain. I'm just going to say over because I think Ron Rivera does set a good culture and the rest of the roster is uh, is pretty insane, to be honest, for a six-and-a-half win total team. So all you got to do is, is see a little bit of growth out of Sam Howell and, and a little bit of com- uh, confidence, and, and they should be able to get beyond that six-and-a-half. Yeah. Uh, so what's that? Is that two overs and an under there to finish off the NFC East? Well, it's weird because obviously... Halfway... Um, been back in the commanders but I saw going under which is strange I know but yeah I mean again I'll reiterate what you were sort of saying that you know Eric B enemy there that's going to be huge to that offense and let's not forget Chase Young was out for I think he was out for all of last season wasn't he and he's going to be back Mm. Um, they've not picked up his option either so it'll be it'll be a big year for him uh, put some numbers on the board and Big yeah, oh, so. there's big chances he gets traded before the trade deadline. Commanders suck. He's just not had his fifth year extension. They've got enough talent on that D line. Don't want it because his extension will still be massive anyway. I could definitely 
Ooh, who needs a uh, big old defensive lineman like Chase Young? Bills? Nah, we got... Um, we got... Von Miller be injured by then. So you need a pass <laughs> rusher. Why we got Leonard Floyd? Yeah, nice little pick up that, wasn't it? Who's let's, that other uh, one you had? Let's go. Sorry, who was the other guy? I was on the edge. Drafted him not too long ago. I'm trying to remember what his name right, is. Russo. Oh, Russo, yeah, that's the one. Screech! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, yeah, let's keep it moving. Already had a chance to chat about the Bills last time. Atlanta Falcons will open us up for the NFC South, and their win total is 8.5. That's high, surely. Because this is... I'm gonna I'm gonna stand back I think until we get to the we get to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are um, <laughs> gonna be last in this exercise in the NFC I, South because I, I I'm confused obviously I'm a Bucks fan myself but the, these win titles and how the how the division is perceived is it's kind of been gnawing at me for the last few months to be honest so I'll, I'll get your guys takes on it Atlanta Falcons as I said eight point five is a win total Never. surprised a few last year what you what are you saying Reese why are you shaking your hand? Because they, too high. I, I think it's way too high. I think they did. They, they surprised us a couple of times last year. I think they had a co- couple of close games with a box, which was quite impressive. But I don't think the picking up Bijan, yeah, nice pickup. But did Desmond Ritter do enough to prove that he should actually be the number one, or should they have went quarterback instead of getting Bijan? I just I I can't see there being enough done at the Falcons for it to to be an eight eight one season. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite I was surprised at that as well. Eight and a half. I do like their weapons. They have got some nice weapons. To be fair, you know Drake London, B. John Robinson. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's Kyle, Pitts. Kyle Pitts, of course. If he's finally able to break out, there there is some. It's all it's all potential though, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's nothing that you've that you've seen. It's nothing like yeah. I mean, uh, Robinson could obviously be like a, an absolute stud and and shock the NFL. I mean, obviously there's a lot of lot of hype around him, but as we said, there's just too many questions about uh, Ritter. But then saying that, if anything, I'd probably trust Taylor Heineke more than Ritter at this point. So it wouldn't surprise me after a few weeks if Ritter kept, went out when Heineke came in, and then he was able to just do enough to sort of with that talent they have to sort of maybe push it but eight and a half that means they'd have to get nine wins to for that I mean no uh, yeah that's too high for me if if Taylor Heineke is starting for them then no they're not getting to nine wins I, I like Taylor Heineke because he chucks it but his turnover turnover worthy play percentage is, is insane you're not winning nine games with Taylor Heineke no. not with uh like a young, unproven team that they've got. They had a poor defense in 2022. I like their coaching staff. Arthur Smith has coached them up really good. And they have invested Jesse Bates, Onyemata, Caden Ellis, Calais Campbell. That's good there. And on paper, it could definitely work. But I don't, I don't think they're a, a nine-win team well, for me. Not yet. Not with any sort of you, you trust um, confidence, could you say that? You trust Heineke to get him to nine wins more than Ritter, though, wouldn't you, at this stage? Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I don't. I don't think that Heineke would do. It. I don't think there's much chance at all of Heineke doing it. So then, if like you don't know with Ritter at this point, like he might be a lot better than Heineke. But I'm saying if 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 he's not, if he's not showing more than you think Heineke can, and you're feeling like you're benching him for Heineke, then it's already too late. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Already too late for nine wins. Right. So we, are we all under there? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> 
All right, all right, all right. Carolina Panthers went the other way. They did decide to draft quarterback early, made that aggressive move to trade up to first, had their pick of the QBs. We nearly got duped there for a minute, but it was always Bryce Young that was going to be their, their option. Seven and a half wins. Um, not easy to get to eight wins with a rookie quarterback. New coaching staff, obviously, and Frank Reich and co as well. What we reckon about uh, what we think about the Panthers' chances in twenty twenty three? Um, again, I I think you you you're sort of right again. This, I think there's a few too many question marks. I think they definitely improved. I mean, we all we said we were very hot on the Matt Rule stinking train, and they improved pretty drastically after he left. Um, mm. But again, I think there is too many questions. You say rookie QB, can he come in? I think. They have lost, you know, they lost DJ Moore. You know, they brought in Adam Thielen, but I think he's past his best. They've got a rookie in uh, Jonathan Mingo, which I think he could have some good early snaps uh, and play quite a lot. But he, again, he's not one of the so-called elite receivers from this draft. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, I think it could be close because I don't, I think it's a pretty weak division in total, but I'm going to go just under. Reese, how are you feeling about Bryce Young's prospects? I, I'm, I'm quite hot on him. I think he's going to silence the doubters over his height and stuff. I think he's going to have a, maybe a bit of a shaky start, but I think it's going to turn out to be a good season. I think the Panthers are going to go head-to-head with the Saints to take it for the division title, to be honest. So, yeah, I think the Carolina, Carolina Panthers will be over seven and a half win. I could see them going over. I like Frank Reich, and I really like. I think Bryce Young is going to do well, but like, it's going to be some adjusting for him. Obviously, with his size coming into the NFL, too many questions over this team. He's not really got anyone to throw to now. They had to give up DJ Moore to get him. Like that offense doesn't look very good at all. The O line was very up and down last year, um, and yeah, I think it's. I think I could see this whole operation, Frank Reich, um. And Co and Bryce, I can see it working, but not this year. I'm going under. New Orleans Saints are the favourite for the division. Their win total is 9.5. Got, uh, I think it was seven wins last year. Not too sure. I think Dennis Allen, the head coach, was kind of close to being sacked. He's in trouble. Surely gone if they don't win the division. What do we think? Yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of that, that, um, NFC South division, you would have thought Saints were the favourites. Don't know what whether you agree, obviously, we're yet to find out your opinions on how the Bucks will do this year. But I think they've added in uh, an improvement at quarterback. Derek Carr's better than Andy Dolan. Um, so for me, um, I think they will improve. I think, again, they, they need to try and see if Michael Thomas can stay fit. He started just eight games over the last three seasons. Um so it'd be it'd be close again. I think this is a pretty stinky division, but I think I think they'll they'll get it. I think they'll get it. around like ten wins. Ten wins. They lost so much on the defense and the, the the pieces that they that they have kept are old and past. In my opinion, Reese, why are you why are you chucking your hands up in the air? No, because my Wi-Fi worked. I could have been sad. That's fair enough. What do you reckon about the Saints' chances uh, in twenty twenty three? Nine and a half wins. How I does think, that make you feel? 
I think that, as I said, I think it will be them and the Panthers going head to head for the division. But I think, I think it's one of the stinkiest divisions in the NFL at the moment, and I think, I think it will be a pretty low win percentage to win the division. So I'm gonna go under. I like the move to bring Carr in, but I just don't think that there's there's nothing that stands out to me. I I'm gonna go under the nine point five. I think the ceiling of that offense, like on paper, like could be really good. Derek Carr at his best, and Alvin Kamara, who's he's probably gonna be suspended by the way, combining with Michael Thomas if he stays fit, and Chris Olave is a is a genuinely really good piece there. Juwan Johnson on his day looks threatening as well, and if the offensive line stays fit, yeah, that could be a it could be a really high scoring offense in the NFL. Um, but you need so much to go right there. You do need Derek Carr playing his best. He's only got thirty touchdowns. Once in his career. Do not rate Brandon Allen as a head coach at all. Neither do Saints fans. Neither do Saints players. I get the I get the impression. They're going to need uh, improvement on the defensive side of things as well. I don't think they could say with any sort of confidence they're a, a double-digit win sort of team. I know I'm sounding very salty and very <laughs> very Buccaneers fanny uh, throughout this NFC South. But Obviously. I'm going under for the Saints. Obviously you are. Come at me. Yeah, 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 so what, what's your prediction on the Bucks now then? Are you saying you're going to get fucking 12 wins aside? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm, I, gen- I think we've been massively underrated, massively disrespected. We've seen, I'm not saying <laughs> we're going to win the division. I'm not saying we're going to win the fucking Super Bowl or even get close. But like the, the bookies and the way that the general media and public perceive us is like as a third worst team in the league. The win totals, the only... Two teams with lower win totals than us are the Cardinals, who have no quarterback and are yeah, literally yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. tank, and the and the Houston Texans, who have been shocking for for ages. Well, for a few years now, they've got barely any talent on their roster whatsoever, and they've got a, a rookie QB, the the second rookie QB taken in the draft. Like, well, how you for, to say with us? How you saying the Cards have got QB when you literally? You don't have a cue. Well, you, you literally don't. Your cue bottle back is injured for half the year at least, right? I'm I, not I, trying to take any shots. I was going to say, in terms of being compared to the division, I don't think it's a case of you being massively disrespected. I just think maybe the Panthers and the Saints have been a bit more overhyped than they should have been. But I think you have to admit, it's one of the worst divisions in the NFL and yeah, that's what, we're like be. five to one, six to one to win the division. We've got the third highest odds to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that we should be one of the f- favorites for the for the NFC or for the NFL or, or whatever. But I I don't see how you can well, not like look at our team and say like that defense could easily be a top five defense. If you just have a look at it now, it could easily be. And they're all players that have won multiple Pro Bowls. And, and Todd Bowles is a great defensive coach. And the main thing is, of course, yeah, the quarterback situation. If you don't believe in Baker Mayfield, you don't believe in Baker Mayfield. You both have said that like you believe more than the consensus uh, when it comes to Baker Mayfield. He's basically, throughout his career, always outperformed the situation. He's going to have a much healthier offensive line, well, hopefully this year. If it is healthier, that's a good offensive line. You've got Tristan Wirfs, top five tackle in the, in the league, at least top five. Ryan Jensen, top five centre in the league. Beside Matt Fyler, very solid guard. And then we have got depth if it if it stays healthy. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two top 20 wide receivers in this league. Undeniable. So he's got things, places, to, he's got 
little O-line in front of him. He's got option. Uh, he's got weapons to throw to as well. I worry about the scheme and the stuff like that. And we've got a new offensive coordinator in now. And I'm not expecting massive things. But I think our defense alone could carry us to five, six wins. And then all you need is Baker Mayfield to have a few of the Baker Mayfield games that he's shown he can do. He, he just won a game with 48 hours notice with the Rams last year. I think he's got a lot more spot. I, I, what I genuinely think is that Baker Mayfield could have a, a massive year and that he could <laughs> still be a star in this league or whatever. But I'm not, I'm holding that in at the minute. I'm holding that in. I'm saying he could at least be average. Like he could be okay. And it seems like nobody's like realizing the possibility that he could be okay. Because if he's, if he is okay, what's wrong with the rest of that roster? There's nothing wrong with it. He could also be fucking trash. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it could be, it could be. But yeah. I, I think you could, you can't be putting him like, our odds are so much bigger to win the Super Bowl than the. Like these, the rest of these NFC self teams are the perfect example. It shouldn't be five, six, one to win the league. They've all got rookie quarterbacks, or Saints should be favourite because they got Derek Carr now. But how are Falcons? How are Falcons so far ahead of us? I don't, I don't because they got some potential. Yeah, I mean that's bullshit. That's I don't understand bullshit. the Falcons. Yeah, I mean the only thing is, and is, the Panthers is that... have have no talent on their on their offense. The Panthers have no players. You, you've you've got eight wins last year. And that was with Tom Brady. And I know there's a lot of other factors around it, like issues with O line, so etc. Like that. But the thing that still stands, uh, the fact still stand. You got only got eight wins last year with Tom Brady under center, and you're going to lose that guy and have Baker Mayfield come in. Who? And I agree. That's with a, you, that's Harry. an argument I've yeah, seen I, people make. I agree with you. I, it's too simplistic. Yeah. You're not letting me finish, little fuck. Um. Baker Mayfield, again, I agree with you. I think I think he's a good player, and I definitely rate him more than than as you say the general consensus. But again, it's just that there is that question marks, and I think I think it is probably too low. But as you say, uh, you know, it, it, you can easily say, uh, look at Tom Brady only getting eight there last season. I think that's that's too many questions, and for me, I think the offense in general just looks so abject. Like without without um, I can't. Bruce Aarons, wasn't it? Without him sort of running the mm. offense sort of thing, I think that took a massive thing. And I did, do not trust that offense last year. It just looked, it looked so abject. And, nah, mate. and that's, the, that's the thing. It, it was broken. That's what, that's what I mean. It, and, all right, yeah, okay. I do I do like Baker, as you're saying. Yes, yeah, so I think you have got some nice pieces. If you do, you know, keep that O-line fit again this year, you know, Ryan Jensen coming back and able to play. You know, we all know how good Evans and, and Godwin is, etc. It's just, or maybe the, the scheme is more of the main thing, isn't it? You know, in the way in which you're gonna you're gonna play because it just looked so dire last year, and there's not not been really any real changes as such, and you're you're sort of gambling more on the fact that Baker can do it, and I think even like in a good situation, yes, can Baker can stand, you know, he can do well and hold his own, but I think maybe everything has to be right for him to be pushing on to. You know, eight, it's not nine, true. His best year, his best year for the Browns came when they had their offensive line was obliterated. Like I said, he's always kind of outperformed his situation. He came in with, as we all know, and why we like him. He came in the Browns were, were just won one game over two years, whatever, and he and he elevated that team sort of thing. I think he he can. I think his ceiling even is a lot higher. Uh, his floor, sorry, is a lot higher than than people think. But, what, but what, yeah, what, I, what about the Panthers when? PJ took the spot off him. He did. He didn't outperform the situation there. 
Yeah, no, no, that's true, and it is, like, it is tough, uh, and he, he has declined, and, and it's been, like, yeah, yeah, it's not been ideal sort of thing. I'm not saying he's definitely going to be an average quarterback even, or a good quarterback, and he, and he did have that last year, but then he had some great moments last year. But we, we've we've been through it all before with Bacon, there's there's kind of explanations. He had that ripped, the torn labouring for the whole season, lost his job, and then he's he's getting thrown about new teams every every other week sort of thing. It, it's tough, and I'm not trying to sell it all, all on Bacon Mayfield sort of thing, because like in response to what you were saying, Ash, that, that, that offence was broken last year, and there was just... Because Leftwich is not a great OC, and because of because Brady was our quarterback, and he was forty five, and and the way that he was, we couldn't do much different. Like it, it was just broken that we we're still doing the same things every year, just because of our um injured O line, and because Brady can't like can't move, and he couldn't take any hits. There was we were so limited in what we can do. So we've got rid of the OC now. We've we've got a we're gonna have a different offense completely. It's Canales who's come from the Seahawks who just had that rejuvenation season with Geno Smith, who is a limited quarterback himself. I'm just saying, I don't think we're the third team, third worst team in the in the NFL. And I, no. if, if that's what people are thinking, I yeah, think there's I, a great chance that we can surprise yeah, I agree. I, I think, and I think, yeah, I think it is still way too low. I think you'll get, I think, especially considering that stinky division, I think you probably will be, be, get the over. But to have potentially like a playoff season I think everything has to go right and the chances of that oh, happening are very slim it's like Baker yes he can That's do it. well but it's like the O-line has to stay healthy you know the receivers have to stay healthy it has to work on the scheme you know the new OC has to come in and it has to work well like there's so many different factors that have to be go right for I think you to even get close to a potential playoff team I still think you probably will get around like those wins that. but the, I feel like you're saying that about 75% of the teams in the NFC, though. Like, this has got to go right, that's got to go right, especially in that division where NFC you've got two other teams. It's a bit shit, though. That's, that's the thing. It's a bit it shit, is just a bit yeah. shit, to be honest. Sorry, Reese, keep interrupting you, mate. What are you saying? The thing is, you've got to remember as well, you had a guy like Brady in the quarterback position, and having a person like that who commands respect, who everyone looks up to as the go of the game, Losing someone like him, there could be a, a big hangover from that, having someone of his mentality around the building. And someone like Baker, yeah, he's done some things, but there's all these question marks. For a lot of the, the guys who have been there with Brady, it might be hard to buy into it for a while and, you know, get behind him, give him the respect that he commands because it's not someone of the stature of Brady is. It's a very big downgrade on Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I completely. It, it's such a massive challenge for Baker. He's literally trying to fill the boots of the the greatest NFL quarterback ever after losing his job like three, four times in a year or two. Like it is, it's pretty insane. I am actually really excited to see how it will go. I just think we've been uh, a little bit underestimated, and, and we've still got so many Pro Bowl caliber all pro caliber players on that team who have won Super Bowls who are going to take pride who are not going to want a tank so yeah I think I think we can surprise a few team a uh, few players this this year but again that's not surprising for me to say right I'm going over what are you two saying over. six and a half is a total over. three overs baby Ash give me that third Mm-mm-mm. yeah I did say I think you probably will just yeah, get about yeah of course you're not gonna you're all not right, gonna be all right so you should move it on 
Okay, fair enough. I'll take that. We um, That's been a big chunk spent on the Bucks. Let's move it on to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sure that will be a nice, quick, easy one what? for us. Breeze, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? 4.5? Uh, Is a win total? I think it's a very difficult one to predict. I think... It, it, when when is Kyler sch- scheduled to be back, Ash? Um, he missing time, though. He he missing big time. I I think them getting to four four and a half all depends on how Kyler's recovery goes because there's a good chance it could be too far gone by the time he's fit and he might just think there's no point in risking him after such yeah. a big injury. We're already I've seen that about. So, I think that's the most likely thing, though. They got. Uh, I th- I think it could be too far gone and. I'm part of me wants to wind Ash up, and it is pretty funny. But I think losing the off, Kyler being all, I think it's gonna be a fucking stinky one for Ashley, but a beautiful one for me and your disco, <laughs> and they ain't making four and a half. Ash, Ash, what what's your rebuttal to that? I've already. Are you are you in agreement? Yeah, I am because I've already accepted that oh. we're gonna have a shit season, and it's. Gonna be, oh, it's gonna be. Where's the fun It's in gonna that? be for the be- better <laughs> right, of the he's not an idiot. franchise and the organization. It's pretty clear what we're doing. I think we've actually now got a GM in Monty Austin for. Um, I think he actually knows what he's doing. Steve Kime used to just piss me off at every single decision he made. Like just constantly drafting <laughs> linebackers. Like what the fuck are you doing, me? Um, I just the whole organization just stunk. Like you heard it from everyone. Like Buddha Baker coming out, it's just so disorganized. Like. No one really knew what was going on. It was just an absolute shit show. And like, I think I think our good season where we ended up getting the playoffs sort of covered up, like papered over the cracks quite a lot. Um, but now I think we we seem to be making a lot smarter decisions. I think we absolutely smashed the draft. You know, accumulating some more draft capital, um, getting someone in like uh, Paris Johnson um, on that O line to eventually give Kyler that protection. Uh, and yeah, so be it. If Carla Hardy plays next year, I couldn't really care less because getting back healthy, getting back, you know, you look how how uh, long it took Lamar to sort of get back ready after his um, big injury, allow him to fully recover and sort of go again. Get those uh, that high draft pick. I'm full in on the tank, and I, I think I trust Jonathan Gannon as well to sort of uh, do a good job in the end. I like everything I've heard from him. I think there's the faith in Kyler. I like where the organisation's going right now. I, think, think I see that you've made your um, peace with tanking on the year and not getting very many year uh, wins this season, but I still think it's going to be a heartbreaking one for you personally, Ashley Cadell. Kyler Murray is a reason that you, um, that you support the Cardinals, or, or one of the main reasons... And I've seen it in I've seen it on Sports uh, Sports Illustrated. I've seen it in other sources as well. I just don't think the way that things are looking like they're going, it's going to make much sense for Kyler Murray to be a Cardinal, maybe ever play for the Arizona Cardinals again. If some reports are correct, he won't come back until well well into the second half of the season. Uh, and it, by all accounts, it, it's going to look like the Cardinals of. Uh, a way out of playoff contention of, of tanked by then sort of thing. So are you going to bring him back from that serious injury and, and risk further injury for um for for the sake of, of nothing? You you want to lose those games. It makes more sense to lose those games and get in the sweepstakes for two generational quarterbacks that are supposed to be coming through next year or definitely are coming through next year in Williams and May. 
you um the contract is one of the biggest reasons why you're not say but teams can always get out of these big contracts there's always a way to um there's always a team willing to take it on there's always a way to to get around of it the the thing is you've got Texans next pick as well it's just you've got the new GM you've got the new head coach who have not drafted Kyler Murray there's massive scope here for them to just say right let's go with our own players now let's rebuild it let's build it up in the shape that we want it to and I'm also kind of thinking that Kyler Murray's been through so much shit um and like you say it's been a, it's been a shit show at the organization he's just lost his best wide receiver D Hop um he, he's had that shit with a contract and whatever and um maybe he will see it as yeah we've got a new GM new head coach let's all move forward together sort of thing but I, I could easily see it making way too much sense for kind of both sides to to pathways and sort of start a thread. Reese, would you uh, agree? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, first of all, I think Kyler will, will probably enjoy watching from the sidelines and playing a lot of cord <laughs> this season. Oh and, no, uh, the cheap shots. Uh, I think I think the MLB might be calling. Oh. <laughs> 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 I just don't. I I just think it's all stupid. Like you're just all feeding into like the same media bullshit storm where everyone's just slaying him like Whoa. for the same. Like I think it's all just crap. I just think the media have decided they. Nah, don't nah. Like don't you think what I said was quite? No, I, I do understand what you're saying in terms of all right. They haven't necessarily drafted him. Um, perhaps they want to go in a different direction. Yes, he may not play uh, next season at all. But for me, there's no indication at all in that they're not back in Kyla Murray and if anything all of the moves that they've made thus far have indicated to me that they are going to be wanting to stick with Kyla um, and that's purely you know listening to what um, you know Jonathan Gannon said um, sort of uh, the owner in, in uh, Bidwell as well it's like they wanted to get in the head coach who was going to work with Kyla Murray who wanted to actually work, um, have him as a quarterback because there's a reason why they, they drafted him as the franchise QB you know we all see how hard it is for QBs to come in. And I think, personally, Colin Murray has shown just how good he is. For me, I think he's an elite quarterback. And I think he's shown that in the NFL. It's just mitigating like, other circumstances outside of it have impacted him. And obviously, the injury did not help. I think the fact that, you know, the, the relationship that I've, I've seen with Gannon and Colin Murray has already worked well. The fact that they've gone on and get got uh, Paris Johnson. Colin Murray himself tweeted how much he wanted that pick. And... Apparently, like Kyler Murray was a big driver in them getting Paris Johnson. So for me, everything is indicating that we're going to stay and he's going to be the guy, and we're building around Kyler Murray, and that's exactly what I want the franchise to do. That is, I would be keeping Kyler Murray. I do believe, um, maybe if I scouted Williams or May, and I really fell in love, maybe not. But I, I think the smart thing is to to keep Kyler Murray um, and, and spend the two probably high picks again. On, on pieces around him sort of thing. I just think it that it's you can never know what's going to happen. And maybe the Cardinals, even without Kyler Murray, win a few games and everything's kind of kind of looking a lot better sort of thing. You don't really get near that first overall pick. Like, you never know. Um, but I just, I can see it. It just kind of feels like two words, two worlds colliding sort of thing. It feels like maybe it's conversion that it makes a lot, of, like it's possible that we don't see him on the roster Maybe ever again, and I think you just have you should prepare yourself emotionally for that possibility, Ashley, at least because I know that it would hurt you. No, no, I've got one hundred percent faith <laughs> in this organisation that we're going to be sticking oh, with Kyler Murray, and I cannot wait 
for your two reaction when Kyler Murray guides us to that Super Bowl. Maybe not next year, probably definitely not next year. Twenty thirty. But yeah, maybe twenty thirty. Kyler Murray, he'll be there, and I will love it. I will fucking absolutely love it. I'm doing a Kevin Keegan right now. I'll absolutely love it when we win that Super Bowl with Kyler Murray there, and then he can play as much as he wants. Reese, I'm not really liking this to be honest. Like, it's gonna be have it. It's gonna have to be us picking up the pieces um, of Ash's emotions when Kyler Murray does does leave next year. But let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to be there with shoulder to cry on for Ashley, like hearing his rage we'll and just, his tears and cards are done again. Little hunger changa will sort them right out. Right, let's move on from the Cardinals. <laughs> NFC West, three teams to go in this episode, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. If you have, we're an hour deep now, but we'll be finished soon. The LA Rams, interesting year last year. Six and a half win and uh, wins is their total prediction this year. What are you going over under six and a half? I'm gonna go over. I think they had a tough season last year with Stafford being injury prone, but they still got players like Cooper Cup. They still got AD. I think we'll see a, a maybe not as resembling of as the super. Resembling of the Super Bowl winning team, but I think we'll see a much better Rams side when they don't have that shitty Baker guy thrown for them for the last few games. Um, you what? I think we'll see them get over six and a half. I agree. I think they'll go over six and a half. They have the most games lost to injuries on offense in 2022 and the second most uh, overall in the NFL. Still such a great spine there, especially on offense. They get the players back. They've got Sean McVay, obviously, coordinating Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and maybe an O-line there, potentially. Their defense is is looking like abject. Maybe they're going to be quite an exciting, high-scoring team to watch last year. They've got Aaron Donald, but then basically nothing alongside him. Some, um, a lot of, well, not even that many rookies. Well, plenty of rookies, just not from the draft. They signed so many undrafted rookies because obviously they've, Gone with the fuck them picks attitude. Look out for rookie cornerback Travius Hodges Thomason. That's all I'll say as I finish it with over six and a half. Hmm. Interesting. Over I think on quality, you've got what the Eagles, the Eagles and the 49ers. I think maybe the C again. Uh, it's just this Someone's this conference. It's just there's no faith. The Hawks could do all right, but yeah, I mean the Rams are just again. Yeah. You said under on the Eagles as well. I know, but. When you look at it, they're literally so one win? of the strongest team, aren't they? I mean, the 49ers for me are by far the best oh, wow. team in the conference. But, I mean, for the Rams, no first-round pick since 2016. As you said, Harry, they've gone with a fuck the picks. I think they definitely will improve on last year. Maybe just about get over that, but I think it will be close. Because, I, yeah, I can't. I think, I think for me, the Seahawks and the 49ers will be the strongest teams in the NFC West. Three overs for the Rams there. The Niners, as you've just mentioned, they've got the highest win total in the NFC and indeed the joint highest in the entire NFL. There was NFC Championship for them last year. Obviously, disaster having no fit quarterbacks, basically. Um, how do we see that going? You see another season of success for Kyle Shanahan and co.? I think under that offensive scheme, the way they run things, Kyle Shanahan at the helm, I think it they're always they're always going to be a good American football team. I think it, it 
it depends what direction they go to start the season at quarterback. There's still questions over Purdy being fit. Obviously, all the questions about Trey Lance, as we've not got to see him much in the league due to injury. And I think the other one's Andy Dalton now, isn't it? The other option. No, uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Um, so, I think it just depends how they start the season, but with the offense, they have any quarterback should be able to create stuff. And Christian McCaffrey, as you're running back as well, with Shanahan helping with a playbook and stuff, I think it would be a no, it's a no-brainer to say over 11 and a half there. I'm having to use some of my brain, but I I think I'm going to go over. Just like I think one of those quarterbacks under Shanahan is just going to like shine through and 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 get it done. Like you say, it's not too tough. And um, to be honest, I'm kind of feeling Trey Lance for breakout. Yeah, I think it's going to be Trey Lance. He's got the most talent there. Um, Shanahan wants that mobile quarterback. He'll be the one that breaks through. Uh, and if he does, I could definitely see him see him winning thirteen plus games. Full season with Chrissy McCaffrey. How many records is he going to break under Shanahan and in that insane offense? Their pass catches had uh, the most missed tackles forced in the league last year. So, yeah, they're probably going to be a, a another yeah. big force to be reckoned with as you're going over to. Yeah. Who are you saying, Reese? They played a lot of last season without Debo Samuel as well. And obviously, with Purdy uh, starting during the injuries and it, it, Purdy shone for so I think when you get the, if they can keep the main guys fit they'll be even better than last season so I, I think we got something scary brewing in San Fran they really mm, they're do. always so in they really do but like it doesn't even matter because like, look how good they were last year I mean they've just got so many studs just throughout the roster you know Literally, as we were just saying, like Brock Purdy, literally Mister Irrelevant coming in, and Kyle Shanahan is that good of a coach as well that they can do that well. You know, as you just said again, first full season with Christian McCaffrey, and they've just got so much talent throughout. I mean, yeah, I agree with Reese. It's looking pretty scary. You know, that defense is again full of stars as well: Bosa, uh, Fred Warner, um, Javarius Ward. So many good players. Um, throughout and we all we all know how good Kyle Shanahan is so yeah there's there's no doubt in my mind that they'll get that over all right three overs for the 49ers finish this exercise off with the Seattle Seahawks their win total is eight and a half had nine last year and I would argue they've got better this offseason Gino had the best deep ball in the league last year could get better with him having a full offseason of knowing he's going to be the star what do we reckon? I'm going. I'm just going to say it now. Over eight and a half for Seattle. I like yeah. Seattle. I'm going to jump on the over trade as well. As you say, Gino had a great season choo, last choo. season with a deep ball. They've added another deep threat in with Smith and Jigba, who's arguably one of the best mm. um, prospects at wide receiver to come out of the draft. So I think mm. that'll be a nice uh, link up there between Lockett, DK, and in Jigba, so yeah, I'm gonna go over, and I think we'll see, we'll see Gino fully right off all the haters and show that he can be a decent quarterback in the NFL. No, he ain't right back. He ain't right back. He ain't right back. Ash, over. Yeah, as I just, as I said a little earlier on, I think Seahawks are the second best team 
in the NFC West. And yeah, for me, they're going to get over. Uh, I completely agree with you, Harry. I think they've got even better from, and they will improve on those nine wins. Brees, as you said, um, Smith and Jigba coming in with DK Metcalf. Even at running back, they got Kenneth Walker, drafted Zach Charbonnet, uh, even got in um, Devin Witherspoon, fifth overall at corner. So just adding adding studs across, yeah, going to improve improve the roster. They're gonna they're gonna be uh, another good team next year. That will wrap up the NFC and indeed the NFL win total predictions for throw it in rotation. Let us know what you think. And a special shout out actually to our USA fans. We've had a bit of an influx recently. Uh, we just signed up uh, to put our podcast on Pandora. So we've, um, we're have we grateful for all of you joining us again. Let us know all of your feedback and what you like, what you don't like. Um, call Reese some names. And that'll do from us for this week. Mind bash how shit the cards are and always will be. Bro, I li- let us know if Car- if Kyler Murray will ever play a game for the Cardinals again. That's what. That's the only <laughs> feedback I want actually. Fuck the rest of it. <laughs> Leave Kyler right, alone. Right. Sign off, then, boys. Who's your chance? Who's your chance? Who's your chance?